What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk Podcast. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me, as always, are Callum Wiggins. Yep. And Robert DeFelice. Yes. Indeed. We are talking about the first of two things we're going to break down today. This is NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff 2019. This is a long-ass fucking title for a lot of these kind of things. And we're going to break down the five matches on the card. And we're also going to talk about another little extra thing that's going to happen on the side that we're not really sure exactly what is going down with. But we invite you to leave your comments in the comments section below and tell us what your thoughts are for this event. Your thoughts are on how we are going to be addressing this whole thing. I have to preface it ahead of time. We're not all that into this. NXT UK is really difficult to get into. It's just way too much content and it's only going to get worse with that extra hour of NXT. And out of all the brands, the two, the three that fall by the wayside are main event, which let's be honest, nobody freaking watches. Not a soul out there watches main event. That's probably like three people. And then 205 Live and NXT UK. I watch everything except for main event because I pretty much have to. So I am probably the most familiar with all of this. And even I just can't get into it. Which is a shame, because there are talented people on this card, and the matches are going to be pretty good, I'm assuming. There's not a single match here that I'm thinking is going to be a complete dud, but it's hard to be hyped about it. So keep that in mind, that we're not going to be talking for an hour and talking about all the ins and outs of all these feuds and stuff like that. And uh, we might as well just get started with the thing that's probably the most interesting in my mind is that they're advertising that Cesaro is going to show up here. What is going on with Cesaro? What do you think that they're going to do with him? I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cassiano has been with the NXT UK brand, so they have a tag team match against the other two members of Imperium, um, Alexander Wolf and... Well, there's three the other, other members. The, the, the Alexander Wolf and one of the other guys fights the Kings of Wrestling, and they probably <laughs> win because they're they are the brand on NXT UK. But oh, Fabian Eichner, right? Well, he's one of the guys, right? Yep, and Marcel Bartel. All right, so put those two actually. Forget Alexander Wolf. Put those two because I've seen them tag. They're good in the ring with the Kings of Wrestling, and I think you got the match of the night. Cesaro's not wrestling on the show. He'll, I don't think so. How do you know? Because I'm, I'm pretty confident. He'll appear. I assume he'll get in some sort of segment with maybe Imperium or something like that. He'll get beaten up. Cassie Sano will make the save, and then they'll settle on a match further down the road. Why wouldn't they do it at the takeover? Finn Balor wrestled at the last takeover. They would advertise in advance. Well, they, 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 that's a big Ballard enough show. They kind of are well, a little bit... The match that, they advertise the match that... Um, uh, his opponent, um, Jordan Devlin, was going to be in anyway. They just changed their mind. And also, it was the first one, so they wanted to make it big. Now they don't need to. What I could see happening if he does wrestle is that he and Ono get inserted into the tag team title match. But I'm I don't think that. I don't think that that's going to happen. Also, uh, we seem super convinced about the fact that he's going to be teaming up with Cassius Ono when he comes back to NXT UK. Yeah, I mean, he could very easily challenge Walter. Yeah, he should be... No, if he was to become part of the NXT UK brand, he's their biggest star mm-hmm. immediately. Well, Especially with you, Pete Dunne not there anymore. Do you guys think that that's what this could be? You think he could be going on a bit of an excursion for that brand specifically? 
I think NXT as an entity needs bigger stars or need at least needs an influx of certain members of talent in order to deal with the fact they're going to be two hours long each week. Cesaro seems like he would be someone that would fit the bill. And frankly, he's not doing anything on the main roster, so it doesn't hurt him. He's still getting partied, I assume. So, And he gets to work with different people. And he has gone down to NXT in the past. He did that along the same time as the Sami Zayn and Tyson Kidd type of era. So we know that he is at least somewhat fond of that kind of system. It's not NXT, it's NXT UK, but then again, we might have a lot of crossover too. Like We don't know how the two-hour NXT is going to work. They're going to need to have more people. They can't sustain themselves with the same type of breakdown that they've done for the past bunch of years because that was a one-hour show. You're doubling the amount of content and you can't plan things out ahead of time like they've done in the past. So we're either going to get 205 Live people, main roster people, the live event crew getting more of a boost, or NXT UK, or a combination of all of those things just kind of thrown in the mix there. And we're I'm thinking that we're it's more than likely that we're not going to get another NXT UK takeover throughout 2019. The uh, previous one was in January. So I can't imagine that this is like setting up a big event like that and it's way too early for them to do something like Cesaro comes out and he challenges Walter and they're going to fight at NXT UK TakeOver in February. That's way too early for that. So if it's a quick shot thing, maybe all they really want to do is have him pop up on the next tapings to get people interested in watching the tapings or like to do some sort of quick feud with him and Noam Dar or something. It'd be really strange if they do pretty much anything, yet we know that he's going to be popping up. So more than anything, I'm just confused and curious and excited about what's happening with him. Which goes to show like how kind of bad some of these things can be at times, where it's like all the episodes of NXT UK, and then they're like, Hey, Cesaro's showing up, and it's like, oh, that's that's actually interesting. <laughs> well, there are some interesting things on this card, and I do want to say the first NXT UK TakeOver, which was Blackpool, ended up having some really great matches and being an excellent show. It's just that there's so much going on that this fell by the wayside. What would you say, out of the five matches, you're the most into? Last Man Standing. War against Tyler Bate has to be. See, I'm on the last man standing thing as well. So let's go ahead and talk about that. It's two against one. Uh-huh. Plus, it's the main event. We know what the main event's going to be. Yeah, we, we we should start with the match that everyone's most looking forward to because that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the modern shows day strategy. How important it, shows how important it really is. Well, the last man standing match is Dave Mastiff against Joe Coffey. They had a match on a previous episode of the, the television show that ended in the draw, and that's how this ended up coming about. I'm looking at this as a number one contenders match, so to speak. It's not official, but I'm assuming Dave may, uh, Dave Mastiff, I don't know what weird fucking accent I got there. Good old massive Dave Mastiff, the bomber. Hate that nickname. He should be massive. I think if he wins this, he gets perfectly set up to be the next challenger for Walter, which, spoiler alert, Walter is fucking beaten. Tyler Bates happening. Well, well, hold on. You don't know that. It's and- totally happening. Uh, yeah, massive Dave Mastiff is massive, and Joe Coffey really 
surprised everybody in Blackpool and had a tremendous match with Pete Dunne. So I think that's the reason I'm looking forward to this match the most. And yeah, I'm going with Mastiff to win. And I agree with Tony. Set up for Walter. See, it's not like I'm not looking forward to this match. This match will be perfectly fine. I see Dave Mastiff as the sort of guy who's like a, a roadblock to getting to the top of the of the roster. So he's a guy that you set up with some squash matches, beats a few guys down the road, and then the guy who beats him is the guy that then challenges for the championship. So and it would make sense for me for Joe Coffey to challenge Walter because even though it's heel versus heel, Joe Coffey is the head of the well one of the other big factions in NXT UK. So and I just think it has more value to it than a Mastiff match. Mastiff ha- has obviously the size advantage, which means he can stand a bit more like toe to toe with Walter. Like he has the width where Walter has the height, but. Yeah, I just I don't really see him progressing beyond a certain level. Like even if he was to win this and have the match with Walter down the road, he wouldn't win. No, he's not going to beat Walter. So, and I don't think Joe Coffey would beat Walter either. But I think Joe Coffey would have a, a stronger match and has stronger potential going forward. Uh, yeah, and the last man standing stipulation, the last man standing matches are very hit and miss mm-hmm. because there's so many breaks in between them. The count in the obviously yeah, the count to keep them down and stuff along those lines. So it can either go really well and there's a lot of like crazy spots and it keeps the crowd into it, or it can go like really slowly and ponderously. Yeah, it's either going to be one of those type of matches where they do like a couple hits in the back with a chair. You wait nine seconds and then they get up and they kind of you know drag their ass around the whole thing. And that'll be frustrating as hell. Or it could be like spot after spot after spot. And I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere more on the, the brawling side rather than just like, oh, you hit him with a clothesline and he's down for eight seconds. I'm hoping at the very least. So that's Callum, different than yeah. the other matches. And that's why I'm kind of looking a little bit more forward to this. I know, Callum, you're not you're not a Welshman, but do they count with a more regular pace than an American would in this last man standing match? Because some of these counts can be exhaustingly long well it depends if you get the referee for the uh, Randy Orton Kofi Kingston match that counted them out <laughs> then you'd be it could be over in like five seconds <laughs> even though it's that a 10 second true. long thing it could still be over in five seconds that. <laughs> that is true so no it, it'll just be it'll be as slow as you'd expect it to and I assume that the crowd will count 10 every time the count goes along <laughs> maybe they'll chant Spears oh no only if Edge turns up <laughs> uh, so we're all going Mastiff we're actually no Calum's going coffee right yeah I got yeah, yeah. I got Jack coffee but I'm going Massive Dave Mastiff it's gotta be a thing listen WWE Travis Banks is fighting Noam Dar and this is happening because Noam Dar had said that he has something in his contract where he's going to compete at every takeover which I think that's actually kind of funny little bit of a, his character a little wrinkle in there that's pretty fun to be somebody who's like guaranteed to always have a spotlight. I kind of like that. And Travis Banks was essentially just sort of there. So it's, there's your match. It's just, they set up this thing with the Kenny Williams uh, side of that. And that was just like a road to get to a match that really didn't 
mean anything more than that. It's kind of disappointing. Now, in the same vein, they've got Jordan Devlin complaining that he doesn't have a match on TakeOver. And Kenny Williams, uh, what's probably happening right now because we're recording at 3 o'clock, is going up against Jordan Devlin on the TV episode leading up to, into this. And if I remember correctly, Jordan Devlin wins. And I can't help but to feel that maybe a better use out of this would have been a fatal four-way match. Because if Dar versus Banks is really, it's not for anything. There's no real deep feud. Why not throw the other two in there while we're at it, you know? Well, I didn't know that Jordan Devlin was complaining about not having a match. That makes me think he'll just fight Cesaro and lose. Possibly. I I think the wrinkle in Nine Dar's character where he has what like, has to have a match at TakeOver is good as long as you prepare him for those matches at TakeOver. Which I mean, I have obviously haven't been watching as closely as I possibly should have before in preparation for this, but he doesn't feel like the most utilized person on the roster. He just feels like a guy who has a lot of character and personality about him and is obviously very good in the ring, but there's many people ahead of him in the totem pole. And he's if kind he's of the like Miz level right now. Yeah, and if he's the one who's going to be featuring in all of these takeovers per his contract, then they need to start building some decent feuds towards him rather than just build up like a match between him and someone else and then switch in Travis Banks because you like Travis Banks and you've given him opportunities before. And also Travis Banks missed out on the previous takeover because they decided to just kick him out so Finn Balor could be, take his place instead. So maybe that's just a, a make good for him as well to appear on this one. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that whole part. But yeah, it it doesn't have any sort... In the match we good because these two are good, but it doesn't have any pull towards it. It doesn't feel like it's in any way consequential. This strikes me as similar to a little bit of the all-out card, where it's like, guy versus guy, they're reliable, want to watch it? And that's basically it. And it'll be fun. It'll be fine. It's not going to be match of the year. It's probably not even going to be the match of the night, but it could be. Like, this is a thumbs up, but it's a weak thumbs up. It's, uh, if this weren't my job to do and to watch everything and to cover everything, I wouldn't be watching this takeover card, probably. I, uh, I still I still would. Yeah, it's, it's good enough. This is one of the, the few things on this Saturday that is booked properly where it doesn't overlap with any of the other four events. So, uh. I would probably watch this card, but I would still go into it just optimistic and really very not knowledgeable. I, w- I would say I will w- watch it. Admittedly, I can't watch it live because I'm somewhere else that day. Yeah, that's true. I'm at a New Japan show instead, so... Yeah, you're getting slight... a great card. Yeah, that one had slightly more pull than this one. I'm assuming that in this match, at the very least, if they want to continue this whole idea of Noam Dar getting that spotlight, Dar has to win. Uh, yeah, I think Dar should win. But that just makes me feel like maybe they're just giving it to Travis Banks anyway. But uh, it's a literal toss-up with this one. You could flip a coin a million times. I'll go with I'll go with Dar because it makes them more sense. But it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. I mean, they Dar could have been... Dar lose and have him just still get a spotlight anyway and kind of go with that. Dar has been 
kind of on the main roster with 205 Live. He's interacted with people like Alicia Fox. I think Dar is the bigger star, and Dar wins. Noam star. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, let's start out some plugs while we're at it. Uh, if you are not following us, you should be following us on Facebook and Twitter at Smartout Moment. You should be subscribing on the YouTube channel and ringing that bell for notifications. You should be on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and all the other kind of audio-only streams and giving us some kind of a rating there. We're going to continue on here with the NXT UK Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Match, the Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson against two of the members of Gallus, Wolfgang, and Mark Coffey, and Mark Andrews, and Flash Morgan Webster, which they don't have a tag team name yet that I'm aware of. Do they? I think they do, actually. I can't... Callum, might you know? I I think they do have a name. No, I just can't think no of idea. it right now. No idea. Hmm. Well, can't be that great. So, <laughs> I'm surprised that the hunt isn't in this. Because, well, uh, of the matches, that, of the shows that I have watched of NXT UK in this space between the two uh, takeovers, they always lose unless they're facing jobbers. <laughs> so I just feel like these two are meant to be considered like big, like powerful guys that take on like spirit animals, essentially, and just destroy people. But they always seem to lose when they're facing a, a team that's worth anything. Yeah, the hunt is not something that I'm super fond of, but they were trying to do something with them there for a little bit, and I kind of figured... I'm sorry, who were the hunt? Primate, Jay Melrose, and Wild Boar, Mike Hitchman. I see. They are, uh, I I guess the best thing to put them is, like, they are NXT UK's equivalent of the Viking Raiders, but nowhere near as fun to watch, or big, or have that much of a presence. I was always familiar with her primates work in um, uh, WCPW before that got, and Defiant Wrestling, should I say, before that got uh, taken out. So he he was good. He was always like in the hardcore matches and would spit blood and things on those lines. Now he's in UK and he's been watered down very significantly. You know, a match like this with this these three teams and we're lumping in the hunt in the discussion, even though they're not a part of it, which... Still, again, doesn't make any sense to me because it's easier to have two heel and two babyface tag teams. This makes me really feel like we don't need NXT UK. And that's not like a shot at the UK side of things. I don't think that we need to have an, like, an expansion of anything else either. Like, Can you imagine two years from now or so that they're trying to pitch this idea of three hours of Raw, three hours of SmackDown? Because I, I got a feeling it's happening. Two hours of NXT, then you got an hour of NXT UK, an hour of like NXT Asia, NXT Africa, NXT Japan, like uh, whatever they got going on. 205 Live main event. A lot of the people that are on the NXT roster, NXT UK roster, I feel like they can go elsewhere and it's not going to make that much of a difference. Like, I enjoy. I'm going to bring up the roster right now. This is just a random offshoot discussion. I enjoy, I would say, about three quarters of them, enough that I wouldn't want them to leave WWE. But, like an Alexander Wolf, if he leaves, who cares? Amir Jordan, well, I don't know. You put him on 205 Live and he's a jobber. 
Ashton Smith, he's already the he's the lowest ranked person in NXT UK by far. Even the bigger names like Ilya Dragunov, I don't feel like he moves the needle. So somebody like these people in the NXT UK tag title match, I like Joe Coffey enough that I think that he's got something to him. I've never liked Wolfgang. And the other Coffey, eh, he doesn't do anything for me. Zach Gibson can cut a promo, but I'm not super into his in-ring work. James Drake, I couldn't tell you a single move that he does. Couldn't tell you a single word that he said in a promo. Flash Morgan Webster, he's a 205 Live dude. Mark Andrews, he's a 205 Live dude. I'm not into this UK tag title match. It could okay. be great. Like, the, the talent is there, but there's no hype for me. Well, here's where we're going to disagree because I think this could be the match of the night. It could be. Like, that's I, what I'm saying. Like, it could be a great match. They've got the talent, but it's just you put this in front of me and you go, aren't you excited? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm way more excited about this than I was about Banks and Noam Dar. James Drake. And Zach Gibson had the match of the last takeover. It was fantastic. Their match winning the inaugural UK tag titles. I think Gallus is fine. And I'm a huge fan of both Andrews and Webster, who, by the way, their tag team name is South Wales Subculture. Had to look that up, but that is the team name they seem to be going by. And... I, that would be my sentimental favorite if they were to win. I definitely think that they are going to lose to the incumbent champions because they see no reason to take the titles off of them. But, you know, I'll be looking forward to seeing what Andrews and Wales and Wales and Webster <laughs> can do. I can't say I'm super excited about this match. I'm, I, I always get like weirded out by the fact that the Gallus tag team pairing is one of the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang mm-hmm. rather than both coffees. Coffee Brothers. Yeah, I understand that Joe Coffee has a lot more potential as an upper mid-card or main event talent than the other two do, but it just feels weird that he could be the Coffee Brothers on a tag team like they were on the UK independency. Uh, Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster are a very, like, dynamic performers so they should be able to put in a good showing here i do like zach gibson's zinger and work it's very old school but i appreciate that side of things and james drake is he's just he's a bit of a guy that's not really it's it's just it's hard it's hard to i i i have no real distinguishing characteristics for him Mm -hmm. he's he's very very there like you'd feel like Zach Gibson and Jordan Devlin would make more sense, or uh, uh, Zach Gibson and uh, Joseph Connors would make more sense as a tag team than him and James Drake, who's just was just somebody who was in the original tournament and hasn't really done. Obviously, become tag team champions and formed a good alliance with Zach Gibson, assumingly on the independent circuit. They're also the Progress tag team champions as well, so they're getting a lot of gold. But yeah, it's, there's there's one star in that tag team, and when they eventually do split up some time down the road, then there's only one of them that's going to go up, and one of them's going to stay in the middle until another tag team partner comes along. 
Yeah, there's um, nothing like offensive. There's nothing bad no. about James Drake. He's just he, he's like a mannequin almost. Like there's nothing to really extract from it. Yeah, it's just it's hard to take it. And maybe I haven't just again I haven't been watching closely enough, but it it everything that I have seen him in, he's like he's there to take bumps that Zach Gibson won't take. <laughs> or something on those lines. Like he's there to be the guy doing work while Zach Gibson is mouthing off to the crowd while he's on the corner. Yeah. And that's that's fine. That's a that's a role for someone to be in. And I'm sure yeah, the match would be good. It's just I can't say it will be it, it could be a show stealer, but I would see other things potentially stick stacking ahead of that just because I won't be super hyped for it. And it's got Wolfgang in it. Yeah, Wolfgang <laughs> does suck. Out of the six guys, I will say Wolfgang really brings us down. Even though we've just talked about how James Drake is just sort of there, <laughs> just he's still he's still above yeah. Wolfgang. You'd rather I... average than you'd rather average than awful, right? Like... Very very much so. I mean, Wolf... would you have like a, a plain burger or a burger covered in shit? Of course, you want a burger, <laughs> a plain burger instead. Wolfgang is no great colleague or something, but man, I am not. I've never been on the Wolfgang train. I used at all. to like some of his stuff in ICW. He just he just comes across as very drab in these things mm-hmm. just like a guy who you might think okay you're in you're in wwe or it's not like an extension of wwe now maybe you could kind of work a little harder maybe <laughs> dress a little better work on the work on the physique a little he strikes me as exactly the type of person that should be the top guy in some kind and this sounds really like more of an insult than it should be like some kind of low rent indie fed like he's the top dude in, I don't know, Wales Championship. Wales champ, yeah, something like that. <laughs> like you know, I could I could see him being a top guy, smashing like glass bottles over people's heads and stuff along those lines, rather than you know actually wrestling. But- the name bothers me too. Just Wolfgang, like trying to be fucking tough. You know, I'm, I'm sure he could kick my ass, but that's not really saying anything. <laughs> like you know. I actually think Alice is winning this. I feel like this has more of a chance of having a title change than the other two matches, and that there's some kind of potential around the whenever they do the next event that maybe they do Gallus versus Imperium, and this is a way to kind of get Joe Coffee, Mark Coffee, and Wolf Kang to do something. Wait, you know, I mean, I'm I'm thinking that Mastiff beasts coffee so if the three of them can all be tag team champions and that kind of boosts up joe coffee a little bit in the process then i think that is kind of how that works a little bit uh i think that zach gibson and james don't drake are going to retain just don't feel like either either of the two teams are compelling enough to really warrant a title change at this point except if they do go with the change they're going with andrews and Webster to do the whole hometown pop. So we got all three different options here. <laughs> well, no, I think, or, I think Rob no. I'm going with I'm yeah. going with uh, Grizzled Young Vets. I'm just saying, uh, if there's a change, it's not Gallus. And then when Ono and Cesaro show up. <laughs> oh well, then I just want them to win. If they were inserted uh, into this match, I just want them to win. No, I think it's more likely that he fights Devlin than the Ono thing. Who knows? We'll see. 
Uh, one thing I think that is not happening here is I do not see Kaylee Ray beating Tony Storm for the NXT UK Women's Championship. I know that Tony Storm has been dealing with some sort of an injury, not exactly sure what or how bad any of that is. But Tony Storm is a star. Kaylee Ray is just a challenger. There's no way she is as strong of a champion. So they, Tony Storm has to retain. They've done really well at that, at, at least building this one up. It's got a personal backstory to it. She's trying to say, you know, we were friends and now we're not because of you and everybody leaves you in your life. And, and so they're doing a bit of a personal story there and I like it. But Tony Storm is money right now, so they're not taking that title off her. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this match. Kaylee Ray, in everything that I've seen her in, is a fantastic wrestler and performer. So, and especially in the heel role that she's playing, I think that's a really a really good suit thing for her. I think it's totally right that she should be the one challenging Tony Storm at this point. And I agree with you both. Tony Storm is a star, and that's why she's dropping the championship and moving to uh, NXT or to fill in some of those two hours. See, I don't think she's moving yet because they just moved. Spoiler for anyone who doesn't know about the NXT tapings, they just moved Ripley. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley not... is doing something with Shayna Baszler, and it's kind of strange because I would not have thought that that would have been the direction that they would have gone. But that is going to eat up the next little bit of time, and we don't know exactly where that's going to head for War Games, but I'm kind of assuming that they do some sort of like a Fatal 4-Way, and they have Mia Yim, Rhea Ripley... Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair, or yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, Callum is sure that it is. Well, it, it's just a case Jordan. of all of that stuff involving Rhea Ripley coming to NXT was before they decided to put NXT onto the USA Network. And no, they had st- to know. By that point, they had to know. Yeah. How do you know? They decide things like because they announced in, it in, like two in, days in, later. Like exactly, they probably decided that they like the afternoon yeah. before when Vince Man woke up. <laughs> like from a nap in the middle of the eating or whatever decided we're going to put NXT in USA Network get it sorted today see I would think that there was more of a chance to that if we didn't have some easily better option to take that title in Jazzy Gabbert she's the one I think that beats Tony Storm but she wouldn't take the championship because she's Ginny's bodyguard yeah but we're talking a couple months from now yeah but she's the diesel to Ginny's Shawn Michaels in a very, very low-rent version of that. Well, so still... in that case, she's definitely taking the title before Ginny does. Yeah, it's true. Diesel won uh, before Michaels did. I just I just don't think... I, 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 Jazzy gave, gave it Will win it down the road. I just don't feel... They, they want to stretch out this thing with Ginny a little bit longer. Uh, I think Kayuro would be a perfect champion, and then that sets up a feud with her and, Vi- and uh, Piper Niven. Let's call it Viper because of their ICW thing, because... They've had like incredible battles on the independent circuit, especially for, for ICW. So I think that really sets that up as a feud. And also you've got Zyber side as well, who's a really good underdog babyface. I think there's yeah. a lot more potential with Kaylee Ray as a champion going forward, as a heel champion. Than, and Tony Storm has so much more potential beyond NXT UK. Callum's kind of swaying me here. I might go with Kaylee Ray to win this thing. I'm still not. I'm going full force. Tony Storm retains. You know, fuck it. I'm going Kaylee Ray. Wouldn't it be good if I just tried to convince you because I'm going with Tony Storm instead? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of expecting that. 
No, I'm going Kelly. I'm going Kelly Rake. I think there will be at least one title change, and that's the most likely out of the three of them for me. Hmm. Very quickly before we get into the main event, remember everybody, if you want to see more of this kind of discussion and all that, the best motivator for everything is the Patreon. And if you go to patreon.com slash moment, you toss a buck or five bucks or however much you got in your wallet and you want to toss our way, go ahead and do that and toss uh, some suggestions as well of what you'd like to see for different main events and different special features and different things like that. And another thing to be aware of is the merchandise shop side of things, which is T Public and Redbubble for Fanboys Anonymous, Smartout Moment, and A Mango Tees. Fanboys Anonymous, if you're unaware, is my site for geek culture kind of content. So movie reviews, TV shows, superheroes, comic books, video games, all that other kind of stuff you'll find over there, along with all the other kind of stuff that we got happening. And let's go to the main event here, the United Kingdom Championship match between Walter going in as champion, Tyler Bate going in as challenger. I can't see any scenario whatsoever that Tyler Bate is the one that beats Walter. Not only is that Dave Mastiff thing lingering, where Mastiff and Walter makes perfect sense as some kind of a match down the line, I do think that Ilya Dragunov is going to, at some point, get a title shot. I can't see Tyler Bate just becoming champion again. I think that he's more so somebody that they can either put in NXT or 205 Live or give them the tag team titles, have Mustache Mountain as the tag team champions beyond Gristled Young Veterans or Gallus or Imperium. This is just the latest in the line of challengers. Uh, Pete Dunne lost title. Walter's beaten Travis Banks. He beat Jordan Devlin. He beat uh, Trent Seven. So once you beat Dunn and you beat Seven in particular, you got to beat Bate next. And that's just how it goes. And he just beats him. And that's the end of it. Well, I think you're underselling the fact that this match is going to fucking rule. And Tyler Bate is fantastic. And Walter is Walter, but Tyler is a big, strong boy. That being said, he's not getting the job done because Walter is a machine. I'm so excited for this match just because of the two people involved. Uh, I've loved the build to this this match because it's one of the few things that I have managed to keep me captivated throughout the NXT UK run leading into this show. The fact that they had Imperium take out Tyler Bay and then Trent Seven would like call out Walter, get him into a match. I don't, I don't think their match was even for the championship. It was just for him to get revenge for Tyler Bate. They take out seven. Tyler Bate eventually comes back and just lays waste to everyone. The one thing that I didn't like about it is that they had Tyler Bate perform the Tyler Driver 97 to Walter. Because I think, well, that's that's your big move for the match. Why would you spoil it before, like the, in the weeks leading into it? That That's going to be your big spot for the thing. Like, can... Tyler Bate do the Tyler Driver 97. Oh, yeah, he can because he did it two weeks ago. So that that was a, a misstep. But can he airplane, him, air, airplane spin him for five minutes? I don't know, but I'm sure he can airspane him instead. That could, <laughs> <laughs> that could, that could work. But um, I, I'm, I'm really excited just because these two will all beat the shit out of him because he beats the shit out of everyone. But Tyler Bate is very good as a fiery underdog baby face will has enough power behind him so he can lift water around when he needs to perform his high flying moves like his corkscrew corkscrew splashes and moonsaults diving 
like uppercuts, everything along those lines that he can just pull out, which he might not pull out in other matches because of the different size people, but he has to utilise his quickness and his speed a lot more against somebody the size of Walter. And we'll all just like chop his chest until it's like a, a beaten piece of meat. And that'll be that'll be a lot of fun to it'll be a lot of fun to watch. I I can't see any match being better than this one on the show. But we'll, Did we'll not win. Walter beat him for the progress title? Uh I think Walter defeat I don't know if he beat him for the title. He definitely defended the championship against Tyler Bay at one point, which was a great match though. Yeah, as far as I recall from it, because I think it was it was quite a few months ago, but that was a great match as well. These two have, they have history, they have a a good dynamic about it. You could have Trent Seven and Imperium get involved on the outside to add a bit of character to it as well. So yeah, I just I just think that this would be the perfect way of ending it off. But yeah, I agree. I, I, can, I can understand that the excitement losing a little bit due to the fact that the title change is very, very unlikely. I wouldn't say it's 100% certain that Walter won't drop the title because I think we might just have been like conditioned to the idea of the, the second champion held the title, held it for over 500 days, so they wouldn't have the person drop it at the very next takeover. Well, he didn't even win it on the takeover, he won it on the um, on an actual takeover. The, uh, yeah, the NXT. Yeah. Mania takeover. Yes, they wouldn't. The idea that they wouldn't have him drop it four or five months later, but Tyler Bate would be a good champion. A good champion, especially if Pete Dunne isn't around. He'd be the first two-time champion. You know, they like making history. God, I hate that thing in WWE where it's like for the first time ever on a Tuesday night on a SmackDown <laughs> for the second hour, yeah. we're gonna have Randy Orton versus Big E in a singles match. With Big E being billed first, it's like, oh god damn it! I hate <laughs> but it's as long as ideas of, I, I agree with you in the idea that they could do Dave Mastiff down the road and they could do Ilya Dragunov, but there are a few other people as well they could chuck in. They could obviously do like Trent Seven actually give him a title shot. But you look at those people and think, well, none of those are going to be a champion. So who do you who do you make the champion instead? And I feel like they have no idea who they want the next champion to be. Well, yeah, that's the point. But it it makes more sense. But with um, uh, Tyler Bate as your champion, you have Joe Coffey, you have Jordan Devlin, you have one of the other members of Imperium, like Alexander Wolfe, potentially. You have uh, Eddie Dennis. You have a lot of a lot more of a body of heels that could potentially be a good champion or a good replacement champion rather than a babyface side of things. So it, I think... On, I, the I main, on the main roster, who is there that could potentially make sense in there? We got Cesaro, Tim, we got Drew McIntyre. Tim Balor. Maybe Balor, yeah. You could put in like you know, other piece, pieces on like, the NXT side of things. You could probably throw in like a Killian Dane, maybe if you want to turn him babyface. I wouldn't see there's any problem like putting like a Keith Lee or Dominic Dijakovic in that situation. On the main roster, you're probably looking at someone like a Chad Gable, Buddy Murphy. You know who'd be real interesting if it were feasible, which it's not going to happen. Sheamus. Yeah, that would be, that would be a, a really good choice to push him over onto that side of things. I think How weird also... is that, that I'm like he's sitting here advocating <laughs> the idea of Seamus being a champion of a brand? Yeah. It was Seamus, yeah. 
Fuck it. Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> right? It's not happening. No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it's time to I mean, go there. Yeah. I mean, McIntyre would make, obviously, a lot of sense. I think you'd do something with, again, it's not necessarily, it does have to be UK-centric because there's not, not everyone from there is like UK-based or whatever, but you could probably throw Samoa Joe over there at some point. Well, what's Neville doing that night? He's not busy, is he? I still also think that there's a chance that NXT UK folds. No. Well, that I mean, if they don't need it to fold, they, it won't fold. It's not like a case of like, oh, we haven't got a huge amount of viewers, but we've got this like limitless pile of money to the side of us that we can continue to keep going. As long as they feel that there's a reason to drag They have a performance the center in the UK. It's not folding. Yeah, and also drag UK... Uh, talent away from the independent scene or keep them away from AEW and other uh, promotions then they'll get to keep it around and that's why they'll develop more it would not surprise me at all though if they with this NXT switch over the two hours on USA if they get this urge to be like well we need more people we're gonna incorporate some of those different brands and stuff they got that performance center and that's not going away but who's to say that the NXT UK show doesn't go away and it isn't something like well the nxt uk brand they had like you know they always have to pitch it as some kind of an upgrade so eventually if 205 live goes under it'll be like oh we got some great news for everybody the cruiserweight championship is going to be cross-branded now we're going to fold in the 205 live roster on raw and smackdown and nxt isn't that great by the way we're canceling 205 live they might do the same thing with that, where it's like, you know, we we like to have such big crossover with NXT. We are NXT. NXT UK is now going to officially be a part of the NXT brand, and everybody from all across the world is going to be part of this or whatever. By the way, we're. I know you NXT love. Mer- I know you love merging, but you have to understand they have way too much money invested into this for this to even be feasible. They're not canceling this brand anytime soon. Yeah, I'm 100% convinced they're going to cancel 205 Live soon, but I don't think NXT UK is going anywhere. Yeah, I just, I don't think that it's uh, outside of the realm of possibility to see happening around WrestleMania. I think you just want, I think you just want it to die. Yeah, I think you just, (laughs) that's okay, you could say it. It it is, it's the third on the list though, for me. Like main event has to go. 100%. There is no purpose of main event. Those people like EC3 that wrestle only on main event, they need to go to fucking NXT. That's it. That's just, that's a definitive yes. 205 Live, there's an argument that it should go away, but I, I'd still be okay with it sticking around. NXT UK is going to stick around more than 205 Live will, but I could still see all three of those potentially going away by the time WrestleMania comes around if it ends up being the case. It's all, we, we don't know what, how this is all going to work. And, it's very clear the way that we don't pay all that much attention to NXT UK that it's not that big of a deal. And but I think we're we're not the audience though, Tony. Like if people in the UK is. are paying attention, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I also watch all the other shit as well, so it's like it's hard. To... Sometimes you have to find time away from wrestling. Yeah, and, but that's and exactly we, the case. We take his Wednesdays, so I know. Yeah, yeah, that's also part of the issue is the fact that I'd have to go back and watch it, and that's effort. And after talking about wrestling for like two hours at a time or whatever, I usually 
don't want to watch more wrestling on afterwards and it just falls by the wayside also i probably feel like i've watched more kaylee ray matches outside of nxt uk like like prior to that stuff like with most of the guys on the card like i know all of them are great because i've watched them outside of nxt uk it's like yeah because i i just don't like the fact that they're all in the wwe bubble i'm sure it's okay. great for them they've got more guaranteed money and stuff like that so yeah it's great great for the wrestlers it just i'd prefer them to be more spread out since we're having this discussion i'm currently watching the episode that is on right now and it's perfectly fine like the matches are good you know yeah it's just but... that there's too much shit yeah it's 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 a ww it's not an nxt uk problem it's a wwe overexposed like amount of content problem i 100 percent agree i 85% agree i think the other part of it it's there's really not all that much engaging content for me to be like, yeah, but I gotta watch it. Again, it's you not know? for you. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really... But, <laughs> you know, I, that is all that more prevalent when it comes to like a Kaylee Ray promo. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, nah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's because you can't understand it. You can't understand Scottish yeah. accent. It's, it's difficult to understand. And that's, you know, that's why Nikki Cross came out there and she ended up apologizing before she got her promo the one time, which is like... Well, now, now you know how I felt whenever every time Enzo came out and did something. <laughs> oh, I can totally understand. But you know what? That, that happens with people in America, too, because Enzo is Enzo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is going to be one of those events where it's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be potentially really good. I, there could be five great matches here. There's a lot of talent in that. But I'm still not all that like, oh my God, guys, NXT UK takeover Cardiff. Whoa! You know? Because well, I'm be burned fair. out. All right. Listen, there are three amazing cards on Saturday night. And these five matches, it's a very long shot that any of them end up being the absolute best match you can see across all three of the shows. However, I'm sure it's going to be a very fun show, and I see no problem with it sticking around and continuing to build. And by the way, they're slowly killing off promotions in the UK, RIP Defiant. So it's not like they're not in this for the long haul. So I have no worry about the future of NXT UK. I just think it's going to be one of those things I only watch the takeovers of. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good show. It'll be one that I will look forward to watching Sunday. once I'm back at some point. Yeah, on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be, of course, watching it live. I mentioned this before. I don't know how long this is going to go and how that's going to potentially work with the post show because this is a start time of two o'clock, uh, two p.m. Eastern, I should say, and that is a pre-show. Now, is the pre-show going to be an hour long? It's going to be half an they hour long. They didn't pre-show last time, did they? I think that they did, but I think that they did that half an hour type thing. And if this is an hour long, then that's kind of confusing because what are they going to do? Maybe that's where they work in Cesaro. Maybe that's how they do the Cesaro and Jordan Devlin thing. That's going to be potentially a factor. And if it starts at three and it's going to be a three-hour show, We've got an hour before that and uh, between that and all outs pre-show. That's going to be very difficult to do. We're going to try to figure out a way to cram in a post-show very quickly. It might be on the 
much quicker side than even what this prediction side was. And it might just literally be like, these are the five matches. This is what happened. What were your favorite matches of the night? Any standout kind of things? 15 minutes and we're done kind of thing. Or we might have to wait a little bit. We're not going to know until that day. So stay tuned. And you might get a post show that pops up during all out, which at that same time, I'm not expecting people to listen to that during all out. I'm expecting people to watch that instead. And then eventually we will do the all out post show after that event is done as well. But no matter what, I'm doing coverage on smartcatmoment.com. I will have some sort of thoughts breakdown on e-wrestling news, whether or not it comes paired with a post-show or the post-show might happen on Sunday. I don't know. And I'll be covering that on e-wrestling news as well, and I'll be doing the bulk of coverage for Fightful. So if you click around on the internet and you know us by now and you know our links, you're going to hear our thoughts. Yeah. So somehow we are going to do a post show, whether it's after this event or it's on Sunday or it's on Monday during the hot tags. We're going to talk about it and kind of tell you how this all played out. So I already did all of my plugs and I'm going to pass this over to these two guys so they can toss out some other things as well. Rob. All right. I just mentioned the wrestling news and Fightful, which I'll be doing a lot of the StarCast coverage starting tomorrow night with the Cody Rhodes Undesirable to Undeniable event. And I'm looking forward to this crazy weekend of wrestling. And I think you should check out all the weeklies at SmartCatMoment.com. Great team over there. And you should also check out 2001 Wrestling Odyssey to tell you more about that. It's Calmigans. Yes, 2001 Wrestling Odyssey uh, is our trip back in time, our retro podcast, as it were. Well, we go back to the year 2001, the year that wrestling changed forever, the death of WCW, the death of ECW, the invasion, all of that great stuff. We've just completed our August edition, so that's already on the Smokeout Moment archives, if you want to go dig that out, as well as all the other monthly episodes we've done. The September one will come out at some point later on next month, because this is still August. So... Stay tuned for those ones. Uh, check out the Power Rankings on Smoker Moment alongside all the other weekly articles that I'm sure you're reading intently right now. And, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Meister14. All righty, everybody. So, as I mentioned before, drop your comments below. Tell us what you think is happening at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. What are you excited about? What are you not excited about? How is this all uh, factoring in with your schedule on Saturday and all the other things that we're going to talk about? And we will see you next time in the all-out predictions coming up. Well, we're going to record it right after this. <laughs> I don't know when you're going to listen to it, but we'll see you then, everybody. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. Bye.